Welcome to another episode of Football 360. I'm your host, Kareem Timbers. And on today's episode, I'd like to discuss the latest college football news and matchups for Week 6. I will also be discussing NFL Week 5 latest news and team matchups. But before I get started with that, I'd like to give a special shout out to to the several student athletes that I'm currently uh, working with for football skill development, speed training, and preparation for the upcoming football season. Um, and I also will give a special shout out to all uh, Chicago, Illinois, Chicagoland athletes in the state of Illinois who are eagerly waiting to participate in their fall sport, which um, due to the IHSA rules have been pushed back to the spring of 2021 due to COVID-19. Okay, so I understand the concerns regarding um, student athletes' health and everything going on with, with the pandemic. My The only question I really have there is, you know, you have all the other surrounding states currently allowing um, their athletes to participate in their fall sport. All right. I know a lot of the student athletes and parents are, are, are highly upset in reference to um, their child's sport being postponed or canceled. Um, and affecting their ability to get recruited to play at the next level. Okay. Um, so, but the, all the student athletes continue to work hard, stay healthy. Um, and I wish you to wish you the best as, for the upcoming season here in the spring of 2021. All right. Switching gears. Latest uh, college football news. All right. This past weekend, the Iowa State Cyclones beat the Oklahoma State Sooners for the first time at home since 1960. All right. The University of Tulsa upset number 11th ranked Central Florida as well this past weekend. It just uh, we got to get a, a new uh, a baller alert. OK, NCAA baller alert. Uh, we have tight end Kyle Pitts of the University of Florida. Uh, tied a school record this past weekend with a total of six touchdowns in two games of play. All right. In two games, he's put up six touchdowns. Um, also, just to let me, just to kind of elaborate on that, man, the guy's six six, big body guy, all right, and he can run after the catch. His quarterback Kyle Trask also tied an SEC record with a total of ten touchdown passes throughout the first two games. Uh, just watching college football this past few weeks, Florida's offense seems to be uh, the most productive and in tune right now between all the college football teams there. They haven't missed a beat. All right. So Florida's is looking pretty good. Um, also, I've got an interesting uh, statistic here for you in re- regarding college football. So so this is a reference to the most coach losses by a ranked team by an unranked opponent. So these few, these several college coaches <laughs> that have ranked teams that have lost the most games to an unranked opponent. So starting first with Tom Herman of the University of Texas. Timer Herman has lost six straight games um, to non, non-ranked teams, all right? Being a ranked team and then losing to an unranked team. If, if you recall, Tom Herman came in to fill in his shoes for Coach Charlie Strong when they when Charlie Strong was wrongfully fired out of the University of Texas a few years back, if you recall, all right? So Tom Herman's come in and hasn't really done much with that program, all right? Oklahoma State, okay, Coach Mike Gundy also has five losses to unranked teams as a ranked ranked team. Okay, you also have Chris Peterson of the University of Washington, also has five losses to unranked teams in his tenure there. And Kyle 
Whittingham of the University of Houston also has five losses to unranked teams. All right. So just food for thought. All right. Uh, number four, Georgia put a beat down on number seven, Auburn this past weekend. I know I predicted Auburn to win because um, there was some uncertainty with, with uh, Georgia's quarterback play. But Georgia physically beat up on Auburn on both sides of the ball. Anybody that plays football, watches football, you understand that the game is won and lost at the line of scrimmage. All right. Uh, Georgia physically just dominated them, ran the ball down their throat. And, and Auburn had a, had a tough loss. And they got after Bo Nix as well. Bo Nix didn't have a chance to even get his feet set um, on, on majority of his passes this past weekend. Okay. Um, number four, Georgia takes on uh, number four, number 14, Tennessee. Okay. This upcoming weekend. So look out for that one. Also notable news, SMU is 4-0 on the season. Okay. Um, so that that's big for the for the SMU and the, the big fans down there in uh, Dallas country, Dallas Dallas Texas. So, I also want to give a special mention to uh, North Dakota quarterback Trey Lance. If you guys don't know who Trey Lance is from North Dakota State, you need to tune in. Okay, Trey Lance went six, sixteen and zero in the season last year. All right, um, leading his team to a, a national title. Big guy, Trey Lance got all the you know the prototype size, 6'4", 230, very athletic, has certain intangibles that when the pocket breaks down, he knows how to get out of trouble and, and, and scramble if, if, if it's not open. Okay, he also didn't didn't have his first interception until last weekend, dating back even from last season. So 308 attempts before he threw his first interception. So the guy's very efficient with the football. All right, he's projected to be a top 10 pick next year. So Chicago Bears, you guys should be looking after, uh, looking at uh, Trey Lance to re- to replace Mitchell Trubisky for the future there. All right, uh, more college football news. Some of the key matchups for Week Six. You have number four Florida, as I mentioned. Uh, you know, Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask, the tandem there at Florida. They take on. Um, they play at number twenty-one Texas A&M. Okay, the Aggies are tough, as I mentioned before, but. Florida's offense is, 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 is too powerful right now. They look they look great. I'm going to go with uh, University of Florida to win that game this upcoming weekend. You also have number 19, Virginia Tech, at number 8, North Carolina. Okay. North Carolina, if you guys haven't watched their program, their program has, has did a 360 turn in the last few years since uh, legendary uh, Texas National Championship coach Matt Brown joined that program. Matt Brown's a great recruiter great motivator more importantly he's a he's a players coach all right gets the guys motivated um they're doing big things so i i picked north carolina to beat virginia tech this upcoming weekend all right as i mentioned before you have number 14 tennessee at number three georgia um georgia um they look physical last week if they played like they played last week i have number three georgia winning that at home against tennessee then I have my upset pick of the week for college football this week. Um, that upset pick is Florida State over number five, Notre Dame. You ask me why. Notre Dame's, you know, they're in a sense of one of America's college football teams. Um, they haven't played anybody this year. All right. And Florida State, they got a lot of athletes. I think Florida State, after getting blown out by Miami, is going to come in with a chip on their shoulder and look to upset Notre Dame at home. Uh, Notre Dame um, on the road. So, we're looking out for that game this weekend, okay? And then you had the game of the day um, for this upcoming Saturday, number one, Clemson, okay? 
versus number seven, Miami. So Miami on the road at Clemson. Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. That's all I need to say. Um, that's a dynamic tandem. I like uh, the young court, the, the quarterback, uh, college transfer from Houston at Miami, De'Aaron King. He's he's a stud, but I think Clemson is, is a little too uh, stout for them. So I'm going to pick Clemson to win that game. All right. Switching gears to NFL news. So breaking news this week: um, you had head coach and GM Bill O'Brien. Okay, was fired uh, midweek this week after starting 0-4. If you recall from a previous podcast I discussed, it was, it was mind-boggling, mind-boggling to me that Bill O'Brien would let go of their best player in DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, um, and then he also let go of Jadavian Clowney the, the year before that. So you let, let go two of your three best players, four best players. You know, obviously you still have J.J. Watt and and Deshaun Watson, but the fact that he was the head coach and GM was 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 part of the problem. All right, but uh, recent news: he also supposedly had a uh, a b- big disagreement with JJ Watt in front of the whole team, and you know, and here you go, he's he's fired. Um, and we got Romeo Cornell, veteran uh, football coach, former NFL head coach for the ball, uh, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns, who's taken it as the interim head coach for the rest of the season. So. They should give Romeo Cornell that head coaching job. Um, he's been around the NFL for a long time. Uh, does a great job coaching the guys up. And um, and hopefully Houston Texans can, can bounce back and, and at least play some play some play some ball and win some games here. Okay. Uh, other news, Dallas Cowboys. If you guys didn't watch the Dallas Cowboys games over the past weekend, it was beyond embarrassing. Um, the Dallas Cowboys let, let the Cleveland Browns come into Dallas and put up 48 points. All right. Baker Mayfield threw for, I think, under 200 yards this past weekend. And they put up 48 points on Dallas. Dallas defense doesn't have an answer. You know, you had a few guys, you had a few guys out due to injury, but Mike Nolan, who's the D coordinator there now, um, he's been out of football for a few years and came back. He needs to go. Um, they're just the guys that are just not responding well. The guys are not, uh, you know, pers- having pursuit to the football. You know, they, they just they just look like they're all a bunch of individuals playing defense out there. So Cowboys need to make some changes. ASAP. Other notable news, as you, as you might have heard, the Tennessee Titans have now a total of 23 people within the organization, players and player personnel, staff that have tested positive for COVID-19. I'm not sure what's going down in Tennessee, but there's a major problem. Um, and it's bringing an alert, obviously, to the rest of the NFL and the rest of the league there. All right. Um, the Raiders defensive tackle Maurice Hurst also tested positive for COVID-19 this past week, along with uh, defensive back Stefan Gilmore, all pro uh, defensive back for the Patriots. So I'm, I'm wishing all, all, all these players um, and, and player personnel a speedy recovery so they can get back to doing what they do best. Also notable news, Tom Brady. If you didn't see Tom Brady this past weekend, Tom Brady put on a clinic on the uh, L.A. Chargers, threw a pick six to start the game, but being the GOAT, being being who he is, Tom Brady came back and threw five touchdown passes, all right, to beat the Chargers. So Tom Brady still 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 has it. If you thought he didn't, you're, you're sadly mistaken, okay? Also, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the New England Patriots on Monday night, becoming the first team in NFL history to start four consecutive seasons with a 4-0 start, all right? First team in NFL history. Okay, 
Also, wanted to discuss some of the NFL conference leagues for the first quarter of the season. So we all know the NFL, you play 16 games. So through the the first quarter of the season, the first four games, okay, I'm going to discuss the top team for each conference, okay, after week four, and also going to predict uh, for the second quarter of the season throughout week eight, who's going to be the top team for each division. So let me just go down the list here. So we got the NFC North. I love my Chicago Bears, but right now, Bears lost last week to the Colts, the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing, as I said before, MVP football. So the Packers are the top team in the NFC North through week four. And my prediction uh, for week eight, for the second quarter of the season, I still have the Packers um, in the lead. Okay, that's hard for me to say, but hey, got to be real here. Um, Packers, uh, based on their schedule. All right, so NFC East. The top team through week four from the NFC East is the Philadelphia Eagles, which is not saying much because they only have one win on the season. But that just goes to show you how bad the NFC East is right now. The Cowboys are, 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 are atrocious. The Giants, they can't do anything. Um, obviously, they lost their best player on the team, Saquon Barkley. And the Washington team um, had just put uh, Haskins on the bench. And now they're going to move to Kyle Allen. Um, so it looked like Haskins' days in Washington may be done. Okay, uh, which is unfortunate um, for the second quarter of the season in NFC East. I predict the Dallas Cowboys just based on schedule to to hopefully uh, <laughs> to, uh, to kind of take the lead in that conference for the second quarter of the season throughout week eight. But as I stated before, Mike Nolan is a problem. If they don't address that ASAP, um, they, they, they yeah might still have some issues there. NFC South. Okay, so at the NFC South, you have the Atlanta Falcons, the Saints, Panthers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, are the top team in the NFC South um, after week four. All right, but going into um, the second quarter of the season through week eight, I have the Saints to be the top team at the NFC South, bringing back the key additions in Michael Thomas and Jared Cook, who have been out on injured reserve the past few weeks. All right, the NFC West. Seattle Seahawks are the top of that conference right now. Obviously, you have the Cardinals, the 49ers, and Rams there. My prediction for the second quarter um, top team out of that conference. All right. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is playing lights out. Their defense is solid. They should have Jamal Adams back here in the next couple of weeks dealing with a groin injury. And you have the captain of the defense there, Bobby Wagner. So the Seahawks are still my top team. And the NFC West going throughout week eight. Okay. AFC North, the top team throughout week four. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're 3-0. and Obviously, the Baltimore Ravens lost one game. The Steelers did have a bye due to uh, the positive COVID test with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but for the second quarter of the season, I have the Baltimore Ravens uh, based on schedule and, and Lamar Jackson, of course, to, to be the top of the AFC North. Then we go to the AFC East. AFC East, right now the Buffalo Bills are 4-0, as you well know, playing lights out football. And then for the second quarter of the AFC, of the AFC East schedule, I had the New England Patriots taking a step up um, based on their schedule to go ahead and, and, and win that second quarter of that uh, conference. The AFC South, as we already talked about, the Houston Texans struggles. Indianapolis Colts have been playing lights out, but the Tennessee Titans, based on, on a record right now, or their top team in the AFC South, but they also had a bye with the COVID-19 test. But for the second half, second quarter of um, 
of the season, I have the Tennessee, I have the Indianapolis Colts, okay, kind of taking the lead there based on just all the positive COVID tests with Tennessee Titans. And we're not sure what's going to happen uh, with that team at this stage in the game. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champs. I mean, who, who do you who do who do we think is going to beat these guys um, out of that conference right now? Nobody. Okay, so got the Chiefs to basically be the top team um, through Week Eight um, in the AFC West, and the notable NFL Week Five matchups. All right, so you have the three and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming into my hometown Chicago tonight for Thursday Night Football to play the three and one Chicago Bears. Uh, quick stat. Uh, Chicago Bears are 12-1 all time on Thursday night football. So that, that's a positive we can take out of it. But also, Tom Brady is 5-0 against the Chicago Bears in his career. All right. But I'm going to go with my hometown, Chicago Bears, tonight. It would be nice if we had a hometown crowd to help cheer these guys on because I know the, the players respond well to the fans. Uh, but I picked the Bears to win a close matchup tonight, Thursday night football, 17-14 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In my last uh, big game, of the week, I have the 4-0 Buffalo Bills at the 3-0 Tennessee Titans. That game is scheduled for Sunday at noon uh, due to all the positive COVID tests. It might be pushed back to Monday of next week. I have the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen's playing lights out, um, and the Bills defense is playing great. So I have the Buffalo Bills beating the Tennessee Titans um, this Sunday or Monday when they decide to suit up. Um, that's it for my time today. I greatly appreciate your greatly appreciate you listening in. I'm your host, Kareem Timbers, signing off at Football 360.